The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. That's not how the Force works. Well, that starts somewhere. Hey everybody, welcome back to the KyberCast. If it's your first time, welcome to the show. This is a a pre-Grand Rapids Comic Con show. We're going to talk about the Grand Rapids Comic Con happening this weekend, November 8th through the 10th. If you're a returning guest, thank you so much for listening to the KyberCast in the past and welcome to this episode. With me as always is my good friend, Michael Diaz. Michael, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you, Joe? Are you ready? Are you excited? Are you ready to go? I am ready. I am excited. Uh, I know I posted it on social media, but the stickers are in. I think uh, you said... You've got some. Do you want me to mention your little knickknacks you have as well? Yeah, we've got buttons and things. We've got some cards. We've got T-shirts. I'm going to have some T-shirts there for people. We'll maybe we'll give a few away uh, T-shirts, but they're there for sale to help us uh, carry this podcast onward. They're not going to be very expensive, but they'll be there. Um, the so yeah, I'm super excited. Yeah, same with the buttons. We've got we've got a lot of free swag. Uh, just a few little things there. It's our first show together. It's our first live show together. We're going to bring the mics down with us. We're going to do the best we can, uh, try to live podcast, uh, maybe kind of recap the day as we walk through the set. Uh, but, but before we get into the nitty gritty of Comic-Con, I want to talk a little bit about a movie that came out last Friday that Michael and I did a, uh, I think was one of our better podcasts, which was out of the blue in a way, was rating the Terminator movies. And I had a chance to see Terminator Dark Fate Friday night, last Friday night when it came out. And I'm going to talk a little bit about it, which is I'm going to be spoiler free about it because Michael hasn't had a chance to see it yet. I tried to go see it Saturday morning. It just didn't work out with the timing. So I didn't actually get to see it, and I, I'm upset because, well, we all if you've watched any of the press, it did not do well financially, but critically, everyone's saying it's the best Terminator since T2. So, Joe, what you got? <laughs> I would say it's the best Terminator since T2, but it's not even close to T2. So that like there's a big separation between T1, T2, and the rest of the field. This is still part of the rest of the field. It's and it's really, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's, you know, the, the big thing for me is we won't go too long on this because I want Michael to actually see it and we can dissect it if we want to, if it's worth the time. My biggest problem with the film is I there was absolutely nothing new. Zero. And oh, I'm a little I upset by that. that. It was there was no. You know, now the actors were great. I mean, for what the role was, they they all did their jobs well. Linda Hamilton was obviously a really good uh, bringing her back, and she was really really good in it. And here's the thing, Michael. I'm going to tell you this. Maybe you'll agree with me. Maybe you won't when you see the film. The best thing about the movie was Arnold Schwarzenegger, and he shouldn't have been. Does that make sense? Oh, that's. 
No, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, don't get me wrong. In the first Terminator, Arnold is scary. He's unstoppable. In the second one, they turn him into a good guy, but he's still fun. But Arnold really should not be the focus at this point. You know, he's... Let's face it, he was never a particularly good dramatic actor. He was the muscles, right? That's what he did. He was an action star. And let's face it, he's well into his 60s now. I'm, yes, with the art of movie magic, I'm sure he still kicks plenty of ass in this movie. It was fine. Yeah, that didn't bother me. Age, it was not, it was not an age problem. They kind of write around that, so it's fine. But, but really, it's, it's, Arnold should not be the, the focus of this anymore. He wasn't the focus. He was not the focus. Well, he, he was I'm just sorry, the best part of it. He shouldn't, be fo- he shouldn't be the best part of it. That's the thing. Because right. as a Terminator, and, and the, he, he doesn't emote very much. Maybe he's, you know, I don't, obviously I haven't seen the movie, so I don't know how much he yeah. evolved, if you will. But still, I don't know. Well, I won't get, I won't get into why he's in it, or that if I tell you why he's in it, that's a spoiler for the film. This is a non-spoiler review for me. My my biggest hang up was that I I just didn't care about anybody, and I hate that. It, and oh yeah, that, even the person that is yeah. even the person that is the the main protagonist in the film, it, it didn't matter. Like I didn't I didn't care. I cared more about Linda Hamilton than I cared about the person, you know, that that they were trying to um you know protect in this film i won't say why they're trying to protect her um because that's part of the the crux a lot of it michael i think i think i'm gonna take a term that you use a lot and um and there was a lot of hackneyed writing Ooh, like a lot of like let's just say this and it'll do this it'll 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 be it'll be very quick to get somewhere and um there was just a lot of decisions that, you know, writing wise, they just did the quick and easy rather than uh, really try to hit something uh, interestingly. And, you know, Mackenzie Davis, awesome. She did her role. I mean, everybody played the roles fine. It was just, didn't, there was nothing new to the table. It was just nothing new to the table. And, I'll, you know, we don't have to spend a lot more time on this. I just wanted to get it out there because we had such a, a really good, Terminator podcast that we did um, that I thoroughly enjoyed talking and we got a lot of feedback from people on that particular podcast and I was really looking forward to this movie I actually watched the first two before I went and seen it just to kind of give me that that heads up and um, it just uh, it's a, it's unfortunate that and there's a reason why movies don't if it doesn't do well the second week there's probably a reason so let me ask you this question then what now that now that now that you have seen it, and I haven't, yep. would you say to see in the theater or should it totally wait till home video? Well, to do an episode like this, I would tell you to see it. Would okay. I tell a general public to see it? No, right. Obviously, there's a difference because if I go see it in the theater now, yep. we can talk about it at length. We can tear it apart. But just straight yep. viewing, wait wait till video. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. But like I said, there's some really good moments in this film, like some really good moments. And, and there's a lot of things. I, I I kind of feel like Cameron just kind of lended his name and they had a really good director. They had the guy that did Deadpool. And there's a lot of good things that happen in it. My problem was that there's nothing new. It's chasing and, 
like all the Terminator movies, but I think they could have pushed it. I think they could have, when you're going to bring back somebody like Linda Hamilton and, and some of the talent, there's, there's better ways to do it. It's, it's a, it's a hard line to ride. I mean, let's look at the John Wick movies. Okay. There's really not a lot new between every movie other than he just kicks a lot of ass, but right. They have been slowly peeling back the onion to reveal more and more of the world he lives in. And it's been just right. different enough that it makes each movie more. I don't know. You, you want to go see it. You want to see what happened next. You don't want it to stop. Whereas unfortunately with a Terminator, I'm obviously I haven't seen it as we know, but it's been so long since we've had a good one. And this is the third reboot now. You know, they, they really, I'm not going to say it's bad. I won't say it's bad, Michael. I, I, I think it's just not. It, but it's not enough, obviously, it, to re- revitalize fan- franchise, is it? I don't I don't know. I, I kind of hope it does, but I don't think so. I don't see how anybody can go in there and go, God, I got to see the next one. I didn't feel that at all. See, that's I, feel like, yeah, I think this is basically for me. It was like, I think you guys are done now. Like, just you don't know what to do with it. And um, unless you go to the future again, I don't know. I won't get into it. I can tell you IMDb is at 6.5. That's probably where I'm at out of 10. Okay. So, so 65% is 65% is a D, right? In school? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I mean, like I said, regardless of what anyone else thinks of it, the movies have had diminishing returns. That said, Genesis actually did decently money-wise. Like, it was right at the line of whether or not they could do a second movie. And obviously, the studio decided not to but for right. this for the for the franchise to continue they had to knock it out of the park and financially they haven't so what even if you had come and told me it was an awesome terminator movie unfortunately i think it was dead in the water just because financially yeah. it didn't it just didn't do what it needed to do yeah it didn't hit the it didn't hit it and um, so and now what you're telling me that it's good but not great that's that's unfortunate. Now I kind of want to see it more just to see, <laughs> see how wrong I am. You're wrong. Uh-huh. I, I, I'm. You're basically confirming my fears because, let's face it, if they knew it was a kick-ass movie that was going to make all the money, they wouldn't have released it in November. Yeah, maybe. I, you know what? I'm I've been thinking about you know when p- things are released nowadays. I I think you know. There used to be a time when like February was the wrong time to do a film, right? And Marvel has killed that because oh. February is a lot of time they release. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they, you they, like you find the, you find the open spots and if you kill it, it becomes a great spot, right? If, it, if it's good, people are well, going. Marvel, Marvel, you can't, Marvel breaks all the rules. You really can't follow them. But traditionally, the big 10 yep. releases come out in the summer. Now, Marvel has extended the summer all the way into April, maybe March at this point. <laughs> But February, Black Panther was out of February. I understand. And it was fantastic. Yeah. You, you can't you can't go by the Marvel metric because unfortunately they they're they break all the rules, so you just can't follow yeah. them. And obviously and Star, Star Wars, Wars is powerful enough to yes, they moved it to December. That, and it killed. And it owned it, right? It did, no question about it. But again, Marvel has established themselves as a quality house that puts out quality product. So 
they've kind of broken that rule. They just people will go see it whenever anything comes out. Star Wars, there's not a much bigger name in Hollywood. There's not a much bigger franchise than Star Wars. They can do whatever they want. Now, Terminator, I'm sorry, it, well, three movies now, lackluster results. It If it was really awesome, it would have gone in the summer. And it didn't. And now we know why it was dumped in November. Yeah. It, it's, it's fine. It's just not going to... I think they just need to... The same thing. I mean, not going to get too much into it, but I saw the Predator, and it was fine. Yeah, I enjoyed it for what right. it was, but it wasn't good enough to revitalize the franchise, and they're not going to now. Yeah. Exactly, because it's just not. Give us something new, guys. Enough of this. So that being said, you know, I hate, you know, and I try to be positive when I see films, you know, that you and I talk about that a lot. I I go in with an open mind. I I give it everything it's got. And I'll tell you the truth uh, from my point of view. And it's entertaining. There's a lot of cool action stuff. Um, There's just, it just doesn't, it just doesn't pull you in from the character point of view. And you just root, but you do root for Linda Hamilton the whole time. and, And because of the, the nostalgia you feel and the, you know, you want her to win. I do. I do want to say something to that effect. Uh, I know on the podcast now that we're in twenty three episodes, 23, 24, 24. 24 now, that, episode now 24. that we're doing our twenty fourth episode. I know you like to tease me. I know offline, and then a the couple. You know, when he has joined us, uh, our friend Alan likes <laughs> to tease me about the fact that uh, I'm the negative Nelly. That I'm always going to hate everything. <laughs> but let me say. That I really wanted this to succeed, and I'm not always the negative Nelly. For example, when Suicide Squad came out, the reviews came out, and they were not good. And I still went to go see it, because I was hoping against hope that maybe, maybe I would see something that the critics didn't, and I would love it. And uh, they were were right. It was not good. (laughs) So I'm not always the negative Nelly. I... I really wanted Suicide Squad to be awesome, and it wasn't. I know they made a bunch of money that first weekend, but nobody really liked that movie. <laughs> At least they shouldn't. I didn't hate it, but it didn't kill it. I mean, it was. I liked parts of it. it like I, I try to find the best of it, and, and the actors were good in that. But anyways, that's a long, that's a totally different right. story. Let's move on. We have a big weekend ahead of us. We we've been talking about it for quite some time. Tomorrow starts the Grand Rapids Comic Con. Today is November seventh, so we're recording on November seventh. I'm gonna it should be put out by tomorrow morning. So if you're listening, see us at November uh, at Comic Con in Grand Rapids, which is at the DeVos Center. Booth four thirty five. Yes, booth four thirty five. And Michael, you know. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna throw this out there because I really, really hope it happens, and I'm intimidated if it does, and I really hope it happens. I know you've been pushing really hard for us to try and talk to a few people if possible, but I'm gonna push like hell to try and, and at least get even if I got three minutes with the person on on our podcast. Uh, Timothy Zahn is gonna be there. I'm a huge um, Admiral Thrawn fan. I love the books, and I and I say this at a time when he wrote the three Thrawn books earlier on he's actually the one that kept star wars alive for very for a lot of fans there was nothing uh in the dark times between the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy all we had was zahn's books and heir to the empire was 
one of the best books I've ever read for Star Wars. And that, that trilogy to me is canon. There's a lot of people out there that believe it's canon so much so that they'll fight to try and get Mara Jade in, into the canon. It's not going to happen. But at the end of the day, this person, think about what he has done. He was, he was given license to create a story. And now one of his characters, not there wasn't a George Lucas character. One of his characters is a fairly prominent person from animation to books. Will he be in Rise of Skywalker? I'm going to go on a limb and say, yes, that's who Matt Smith is in Rise of Skywalker. I think we're going to see that. I don't know how, but it's just a guess on my part. But um, I would be so geeked to be able to meet uh, Timothy Zahn and, and, and talk to him. My, my, uh, our, our middle son got me the, the first of this current series of the Thrawn book, uh, Thrawn book series. Uh, he got me a signed version of the book, and it's just called Thrawn. Uh, so oh, I have that with that me is so sweet. here. So, yeah, it was nice for him to get that for me when he went and saw. He went to um, Comic Con in Detroit and brought me that book back for me because he knows how much I love that those books, fantastic. and I've turned him on to that, that stuff fantastic. too. So I really hope we get a chance to at least talk to him, say hi, and, and you know. I'm not very good at coming up to people and doing that, so I'm, I'm kind of leaning on you because I think you have a lot more. Uh, you're stronger at that that maybe than I am. So, but who is there? Somebody that you want to actually try and, and and talk to and get into our booth and maybe have five ten minutes on the podcast? Yeah, for me, the number one person I'd like to talk to is Gail Simone. She is a comic book writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's done work for all kinds of companies, from DC to Marvel to some of the smaller publishers. She's just a really, really good comic book writer that is especially good at interpersonal relationships, which maybe that might not be your, you know, cup of tea, but she really is good. Well, she's really good at writing group books, like team books and showing how the different people interact and work with each other within the team. It it came out a while ago, so I'm dating myself. I've seen some of her current work, but I, you know, couple years ago, I got out of single issues, so I, I'm not as up-to-date on her as I should be. But for a while, uh, about 10 years or so ago, she was writing um, the Black Canary book, or um, also known as Birds of Prey, which included Black Canary, the Huntress, um, Oracle, who is now no longer Oracle. Anyhow, it was before they rebooted the DC Universe. And... That, for the longest time, was one of my favorite comics. I absolutely adored it. And Is she still doing, is she still doing current oh yeah, stuff? Oh, yeah. She's, uh, she, okay. she just did a Domino series for Marvel. Right before the whole Dawn of X thing that's starting now. So, um, But she, she's done a lot of stuff. She wrote Agent X for a while. She wrote, she wrote Deadpool for a while. Um, you know, again, this was, this was a while ago. And I, you know, she's been doing some stuff more for some of the uh, some of the smaller publishers lately. Though she's currently, I believe, a writer for DC Comics. I haven't read her stuff there, so I can't speak to that. But she's she's a fantastic writer, and I would love to sit down and just talk to her for a minute. Cool. I'm also the another thing that I really look forward to because I really like watching people that that really push themselves and really create a great costume and cosplay. So I'm really hoping to see a bunch of people. I'm going to bring my good camera with me. And what I'd like to do, so I'll say this now, if anybody's listening and I'll, I'll talk about it when we're at the booth, I'll probably, we'll probably give away, well, not probably, we will give away one t-shirt a day. 
And what we'd like you to do is come by, take your picture in front of our banner that we have there at the booth, tag us in an Instagram, tech, uh, Twitter, or Facebook, and then we'll choose a winner every day for a T-shirt if you'd like to win a T-shirt. So that's that's something. It's not huge, but you know, stop by the booth. But I cosplay is a big deal. I, I can't wait to see the show. There's a lot of people that really get into oh, yeah. that, and some people like kill it. You know, I saw a full Transformer uh, two years ago that was unbelievable. Like like metal, not just like you know foam thing. It was it was really really good. So some people would like just my kill favorite it. always is the five hundred first. Who if yeah if you're listening yep. and you don't know who they are, I'm sorry. This is a Star Wars focused podcast and other geek stuff too, but yeah. Just in case you don't know, Five Hundred First is the official cosplay cosplay club or group or whatever you want to call it for Star Wars. So if you like to make you know stormtrooper outfits or Boba Fett's or whatever you want to make, even Rebels, you can be a part of the Five Hundred First. And I, I always love it when you see yeah. like a group of stormtroopers going by. It just looks badass. Because they do such a nice job, and they look so movie realistic, you know. So yep, yeah, it's gonna be great. There's, um, and I do love looking at all the booths that are in the exhibit hall, and there's a ton of people that do. There's a lot of artists in there, a lot of memorabilia, a lot of stuff, you know that that we all love. Um, but you know what I think that people overlook when they come to these kind of shows, at least to this one is they have a really good gaming platform here. Like they do a lot of like teach people how to play um, certain games and they, you know, it's in the river outlook area, which is above. So a lot of people don't necessarily go upstairs. Um, and I know that they, they have a lot of people that, that donate their time and, you know, have these great games from board games to card games. And, you know, they do a really good job of, of, bringing people in and being open and not that kind of like stodgy, like, well, you don't know how to play Dungeons and Dragons, so you can't be in here. They really like try to bring people, you know, along. So I would urge people to, you know, go up there and really check out the place. I mean, if you're going to pay for a ticket and get in there, make sure you, you, you check out everything. Yeah, not everyone is the stereotypical comic book guy from the Simpsons is like, if you don't know it, he's going to demean you. Um, the, this convention is actually, just like you said, a very good environment for if you want to learn magic, if you want to learn D&D, or any of these other, there's dozens and dozens of other such games. They're really good about that, about sit right. down, we'll take, you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes to show you how to play. And it's smart, too, because, let's face it, a game like Magic or something similar to that is a little bit like nerd nerd drugs. Yeah, once you're in, you give them this first sample for free, and before you know it, they're spending all their money on stuff like that. Here's something that I I totally missed, and I'm surprised I missed it. But did you know that Paul Freeman was going to be there? Yeah. Oh, I, I totally missed that. But he's actually speaking at 4:15. His life as a bad guy is a speech. And for those that don't know who Paul Freeman is, he played Belloc. And Raiders of the Lost Ark. So um, I don't know how I missed that, but that that would be a cool thing to see uh, at four fifteen on Friday. So if you're well, there, there, you go. Uh, check it out. There you go. Um, yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a lot of good things that happen at these at these shows. It's not just about walking around and 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 looking at the booths, which we want you to come by our booth, but. If you're going to pay, like take take advantage of that. And, and if you're there for the weekend, you're staying overnight, like at 9 p.m. on Friday, I believe they're having a Grindhouse Film oh, Festival. Fantastic. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, there are there's lots to do. Personally, when I go to cons, one of my things to one of the things I'm looking for, I always try to find the half off trade guy. And I say half off trade guy, it's not always the same guy, but there's someone somewhere that's either a half off trade guy or a five dollar trade guy. And I say guy, and I'm not trying to be um, misogynistic at all, but every time I've gone to a con and bought trades for cheap, it's been a, a guy I bought it from. So, <laughs> not to say that there can't be women right. selling discounted trade paperbacks. I just haven't seen it yet. But that was one thing in Chicago when I used to go to that con all the time. I would leave with stacks, just armloads full of half-off trades. And I'll, I'll do, I, I guarantee you I'm going to do that this weekend. Either half off or five dollar trades, whichever whichever is cheaper. I will find a stack and go home and go crazy. It's going to be fantastic. I can't wait. Yeah, and a lot of people that are there, they're not just there to sign autographs. They're there to interact with you. And in fact, you know, the, the irony of all this is that you know we're going to be there all weekend, but I can't necessarily do what I want to do because Timothy Zahn is speaking at four thirty on Friday uh, on writing books regarding copyrighted franchises. You know, like he's going to talk about. You know, writing books for established franchises like Star Wars and trying to follow canon and what's the expectations from a fan point of view and what's the expectations from a corporation like Disney that's trying to pull this thing together. So that would be a great speech to see. And, you know, these are things it's just going to happen, you know, that, that you need to go see. And I won't necessarily it's get a chance to see all doing of them. It then because but, I get that, yeah. you know, you're going to be there, but you're manning a booth. But your average person is at work still at four fifteen on a Friday. I know that should totally be. I know. I wonder a if he's Saturday gonna... type thing. And he may. I'm checking on the schedule. He may be doing it twice. Um, I'll look for that. But there's also Tom Kane is going to be speaking um, as well tomorrow at two p.m. on the main stage. He's the voice of Yoda. If those don't know, that again, that's Clone cool. Wars, but. but um, but it's the wrong. Right. It's Friday, right? Which I, I get that there are people that will come out of town. There are people that take the day off to do this, and more power to them. I'm glad they do. But most people can't do that. So other like other cons I've been to, I you know, Saturday's the big day. That's where that's where the marquee stuff happens usually. Yeah. Um, when it comes to cosplay, they always have that cosplay is usually on Saturday. I'm not sure if it is this year or not. I'm I would assume so. I would assume um, so. It's the, usually the biggest. It's usually the biggest day. Uh, but it would be cool. There's a lot of people. Maybe we can maybe get the winner and talk to them. Heck That'd yeah. be kind of fun. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we're going to be doing there. I think you know. Hopefully, we may just grab a, a person walking by and have them talk to us for a few minutes about you know maybe cosplay or why they're there and, and that kind of stuff. So. You know, but Michael, you have some ideas of how to like survive these conferences, what right? What a fantastic segue, Joe. And yes, I do. So I've been to the GR Comic Con several times. Many, many more times I used to go to the Wizard World Chicago Comic Con, which um, if you have if you oh, haven't nice. been I, I haven't been in many in a few many years will go. I but I used to go. I went for like ten years straight. And it's fantastic. It's the second largest, or at the time, was the second largest comic con. Obviously, San Diego is number one, and it's my dream to one day go to San Diego. But it, it's a dream for now. So I've been to enough cons, upwards of a dozen, including Star Wars Celebration, 
to kind of, I'm going to impart some of my, my wisdom to you right now, the listener. So number one, <laughs> check the rules to the con you're going to, because some of these suggestions I'm going to give you may not be allowed. So every con is different. So know ahead of time what the rules are. Number two. Actually, I don't know why I say number two. These aren't numbered in any way, shape, or form. Just say B after well, number no, one. This isn't. This isn't. Okay, B. Uh, <laughs> right, subparagraph right. seven. No. Other thing, know the city. Kind of get a gist for the area of the con you're going to. Now, this one has taken place at DeVos Place. There are some food establishments nearby. Um, oh. Yeah, there's a lot. In Grand Rapids, like, everything's walking yes. distance, you literally. You can walk. Downtown. Right. Like, there, I mean, like there's some literally down. across the street. But if you want something a little bit nicer, yep. you're going to have to walk maybe a couple, two blocks. But still, the heart of downtown is no more than two, three blocks away. And you have many, many options. So right. most of you listening are probably from the GR area. You already know. But if you're not here to tell you know the city know where you can park if you're in a major city that has um mass transit know the bus or train schedules so you know how to get there when i went to the first couple years i went to the chicago comic-con i drove every day and parked in the ramp and dropped way too much money to park in the ramp every day because i was afraid of the big city yeah, Michael doesn't like to pay for parking. By I the do way, not. for those that but know, I, was, him, I didn't. I, didn't I was. I was intimidated by Chicago. Come to find out, Michael would rather lose. Michael would rather lose fifteen to twenty minutes of precious times, precious time at a bourbon <laughs> establishment than actually pay for parking. Sometimes, maybe. Point. Get get used to the public transit <laughs> system because I'll tell you what, where they did the con in Chicago out in uh, Rosemount. The blue line heads right out there. It was great. I I saved so much money by not driving in and parking every day. So get to know your mass transit in the area. Um, know the nearby restaurants and know the nearby bars. And the reason I say this, maybe you don't drink and that's fine. You don't have to drink to have a good time. Sometimes it helps, but you don't have to. The reason I mention the nearby bars is because that's a good place to run into a quote unquote celebrity. Now, if that's a real celebrity, like say, oh, Ross there you Marquardt. go, a real celebrity like that, or um, Joss Whedon. When I was in Comic Con, my friend and I we we bumped into Joss Whedon. She took the time to talk his ear off. He was super nice about it. But you can run into some. Nice. But you're right. That's a that's a great tip. That's a really great tip. Like you know, we're a small city. These people aren't going far. Chances are they're going to, you know, the JW and or the Amway. Yes. Like it's one of those two places, and probably the Amway because they can walk without getting wet. And that lumber baron's bar so, or that little you know, area in the Amway. It's a great place for someone to sneak off to have a yeah. nice drink. So now, and I will be doing that. If you want to drink with us, yeah. I'll be. And doing the reason that. I mentioned restaurants too. <laughs> You never know. When I was at Star Wars Celebration back in Indianapolis, literally ran into Tamora Morrison at a bagel shop. Yeah. They're people, you know. They are. They are. You're now. So, know your area. Grab a schedule for the con- for the convention and know it. Just So, speaking speaking of that, they did for the first time and I haven't done it yet. They did um they're offering an app 
Oh, there you go. For your phone, for for iPhone and Android, and I will download that tonight myself. I have not downloaded it because I just saw it today come up. Uh, so that's a very helpful thing for people because nobody like carries stuff anymore. So download the uh, Grand Rapids Comic Con app at uh, your either Apple iTunes or Google Play Store, and I'm sure you'll be able to really help you out with the schedule. Might be able to give you. I would assume it would give you a. Um, reminders and whatnot of what or yeah. fill out your schedule so uh i'll find out i'll i'll do that myself and uh yeah so grab your schedule kind of get a gist the reason i say that is because gr comic-con it's not the biggest so if there's someone you no. want to see and speak just make note of that so that way you can put a alarm on your phone or whatever but at a convention like chicago or san diego you probably have to get in line for someone big and they will cap those lines I've had lines capped on me several times, so you got to know when they are. Just because you're at a con doesn't mean you get into that panel. So if there's a three o'clock panel for, you know, whoever, whatever celebrity you want to see, and you think you can waltz, waltz right in at 2.59, probably not going to happen. GR right. Comic Con, probably be okay, but still, kind of prepare, prepare yourself. Now, right. gear. Here's the important stuff now. You're going to be on your feet the entire time you're there. Bring, so wear comfortable shoes. I know this from experience. One year I thought I'd look cool, wear my chucks. Chucks, I don't know if you know, have almost no footbed at all. So if you're going to walk around all day, you're going to have a sore feet if you wear chucks. Now the newer chucks are better. That's a different story. Wear something comfortable. Now, number two. I'm saying number two again like I don't have several of these. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Bring a pack, like a sling bag or a backpack of some sort. Why? Because you're going to end up buying junk. Something. You're going to buy something. something. Whether it be comics, art, figurines, whatever. You're going to want to put it in a bag. In fact, probably take a couple uh, plastic grocery bags, or if you don't do that, take some of the reusable grocery bags. Fold those up, put them in your other bag, because you're going to need more bags than you realize. So bring a bag. Now, Now, the bag's not just for bringing stuff back. You want to bring some stuff with you. Number one, why am I using numbers? Bring a refillable water bottle of some sort. You're going to get thirsty. And unless you want to pay exorbitant amount of money, exorbitant, exorbitant amount of money for soda or something else, bring a water bottle. Now, they might not let you bring in a full water bottle. So bring it in empty and then either find a fountain or even go in the bathroom or something. There's a You're going to find running water somewhere. Bring a water bottle. Bring snacks. Now, some places might say no food allowed. Don't come in walking with a foot-long sandwich in your face. That's not going to fly. <laughs> but for me personally, I, I don't know why, but I'm in the Cliff Bars lately. Grab a Cliff Bar, granola bar, some a protein bar, whatever you think you need. Grab a couple of those because you're going to get hungry at some point. And again, the food at a convention is super expensive. And it's not very good for you. Not that a Cliff Bar is, but... You're it's get, better for you than that. Right. You're yeah. going to have burgers and fries. That's basically going to be your gist. Something along those lines. Yeah. It's going to be something greasy and fried, which is fine, but you're going to pay way too much money and it's not that good for you. Along those lines, bring a handkerchief, bring tissue, bring napkins. You're going to make a mess. Clean it up. Also, you might want to bring some moist towelettes, maybe some wet wipes, maybe some sanitizing gel. Maybe even the larger wet wipes. I'll talk about why you might th- need those later. Now, here's something a lot of people don't think of. Bring your own permanent markers or paint pens, whichever you prefer. 
you might run into a celebrity outside of an official signing. Yeah, they're going to be comic book people. They're going to be all kinds of, you know, quote unquote celebrities there signing stuff. But you might have an opportunity later or at some unofficial thing to get them to sign something too. I was at the Dark Horse comic comic booth at Chicago one year when literally everyone was leaving. They were calling. It was time to close for the night. I was hanging out talking to my friends at Dark Horse that worked there. Who comes walking by? Joss Whedon. He stopped. You just guys followed him around. Did you just follow him around everywhere? No, we saw him again later that same night, though. But Joss Whedon comes by. And someone's like, oh, my God. Is it true? Is it? Is it true that there's a um, uh, a cease and desist around you? <laughs> Shut up! It was no? oh, I. It's not true. I I was not into Joss Whedon back then at all. <laughs> it was well before he, you know he directed the Avengers and all that, and I I never watched Bucky. Right. I hadn't even watched. Um, uh, oh my god! I'm having a brain fart. Serenity. Well, the movie is Serenity, but you know. Yep. Yep. Firefly. Yep. But I. Yep. I was with someone and they're like, oh my God, can you sign something? And he's like, oh, and he reaches in his pocket. He had nothing. Boom. I pulled out my permanent marker. He got something signed. It was awesome. Yeah. That's a great tip. Bring your own or paint pens if you want paint pens and stuff, but permanent marker, you're set. Um, another person I walked by that uh, gave a high five to, or actually I didn't, my friend gave a high five to, Sean Aston. So you never know who you're going to see. That'd be cool. Who would want to run into Samwise Gamgee or Rudy? He was super nice. Super nice. Anyway, um, bring a solid cologne or a travel size version of a body spray. Why is that? Because fanboy funk is real, and don't let it be you. <laughs> you're gonna be walking around. You're gonna probably sweat more than you think. You're gonna stink. Bring that with you because there are events like Joe mentioned after the con Friday night. They're doing a grindhouse thing. Uh, if you end up going to a bar and running into one of your idols. You don't want to smell like junk. Bring, like I said, a solid cologne or a small body, you know, travel size body spray, something like that. That's where the large wet wipes come in too. Maybe you have to do a poor man shower somewhere in a bathroom in between events. If you're not staying downtown, just bring stuff to clean yourself up so you're not a mess. It could work out for you. When I went to Chicago, like I said, lots of times we go right from the floor Maybe grab something neat, and then boom, we're at the bar, hobnobbing with you know geek people, you know geek celebrities. So, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, this is a time for people that love this stuff to actually just enjoy. And, and I'm yes. going to say this: the first time I came to Grand Rapids, I went to it was at the um, Deltaplex, and they did a good job there too. But they have really stepped it up now that it's been at DeVos Place, and they've done a great, great job of turning something that's been small and it's been growing every year and they get better at it every year. And, you know, if I didn't think that they were really pushing and doing such a great job, I wouldn't have put our money where our mouth is and, and get a booth there. I think they've just done a really good job of not a really good, a great job of bringing people in and turning something into our own little, you know, area of the, of the country. And it's very, I know Grand Rapids is a small place, but they do a really good job and they've done a great job of bringing, you know, some people that I never thought would actually come to Grand Rapids, like Billy D. Williams, a couple of years ago, and yeah, Patrick Warburton this year. I mean, there's there's some. Oh, and I'm always know, surprised. Much better than I thought we would get. I'm always surprised by the big name comic book pros. We don't get a lot, but we usually get at least one, yeah. or two per year. Yeah. A couple of years ago, Mike Zek was here, who 
for those of yep. you that are familiar, he, he did the Punisher covers for a long time back in the 80s. And for me, those are iconic. And he had giant size versions of them. And I bought them all and he signed them all. And I'm fanboying like crazy right now, just like I did then. Yeah. But that's the joy of this, right? That's why they do these shows. And I think people don't be stressed. I think, you know, it's there to have a good time. There's a lot of people there to be seen, there to be something more than they are in their everyday life and, you know, wear a cool costume and, and feel good about just being different and out and about. And I think that's what I really enjoy about Comic-Con. There's a oh. lot of smiling faces at Comic-Con. Yes. But if you are stressed, bring a travel size deodorant just in case. <laughs> that's right. That's a good one. <laughs> bring an extra t-shirt or buy one at the con. In fact, I know where you can get one. Go yep. to birth booth 435, buy yourself Four. a Kyver cast t-shirt. Why do you want an extra t-shirt? Again, Maybe you're going to do something afterward and you smell like crap. Put on the deodorant, put on the body spray, put on a new t-shirt. You'll smell better. And they, they're not expensive. They're only 15 bucks. You don't have to buy our shirt. But our shirt is the you best shirt to. for not smelling. <laughs> That's cool. That's, I can't make that claim, actually. Never mind. I said that. <laughs> uh, okay. I uh, usually say bring a camera. That's up to you. Now, a lot of people have decent cameras on their cell phones. So, yeah. Um, but maybe bring a battery pack. You know, one of those battery packs because you don't know how much you're going to be using your phone and you're going to need it later that day. If you're going to be there all day, yeah. you want a battery pack. Bring that. And a lot of shows, like just so you guys know, like I was at Star Wars Celebration earlier in the year. A lot of these Comic Cons and, and shows like this conferences, they've gotten kind of like hip to the idea of people like hiding out and taking their own pictures that sometimes they kind of quarantine the stars that people get in oh, line. Yeah. They haven't so much at Grand Rapids that you can still kind of see them. And, and walk around and um but like some of the bigger ones you can't just sometimes take a picture like it's it's oh, yeah. so oh, yeah. if you really want to be with, with, with if you want to meet some of the celebrities that you want to meet then nine times out of ten you got to make sure a you're in line on time like you said earlier and you know sometimes you, you got to pay a little extra to get that picture sometimes um bring a tube if you're if you know you're gonna buy art or posters Bring a tube so you can roll it up and put it in there. Figure out how to strap it to your backpack or your your sling bag, whatever you got. Bring it if you know you're going to buy art. Bring a tube, okay. Uh, mm -hmm. Bring a list of the collectibles you're looking for. And the reason I say that is because sometimes you're going to get a little feverish and see all the kinds of stuff that you don't. Um. Uh, you you might see. Oh my god, I need that, or. I need this particular issue of this comic. So, all that to say, uh, know what you need and go to Craigslist, go to eBay, kind of get an idea as to the prices. So that way you're like, oh man, G.I. Joe number 25, I really need that. But this guy's selling it for 100 bucks. Is it worth that? Know ahead of time. So if you collect comics, know what issues you need, pop vinyl figures, just kind of have an idea as to the general price and what you want to pay for it. Bring a list. Um... Obviously, bring your wallet. Bring plenty of cash. Not so you're mugged. Hopefully, you don't get mugged. <laughs> but sometimes you can get a better price for cash. Just saying, some of these dealers, right. they got to report all this income. And I'm not saying anyone's unscrupulous at all. But sometimes when you pay cash, prices drop. Just saying. It's true. But also bring a credit card. Because sometimes you're going to see something way more expensive than you thought, but you absolutely have to have, and you're not going to be able to find it anywhere else. So a lot of these places take credit cards. So bring your credit card in case it's too much money. Not saying right. put yourself in debt, but have your options. 
Uh, other than that, um, you know, if you're there covering the con as some kind of you know website or whatever or podcast, we're gonna we're we're stationed. We got a booth. We're all set. But make sure you bring a laptop or a tablet, your own Wi-Fi. That's really not for everyone. I think I've covered the gist for everyone else, kind of the key points. But something I want to end with that's important. Last but not least, bring respect. And the reason I say that is you're going to be there in a room full of geeks, nerds, whatever. Respect everyone's geek passion. You might be into comics. This guy might be into anime. This guy might, or this woman might be into manga. Who knows? There's going to be a lot of geeks represented. Don't point and laugh because someone could be doing that to you and you're not going to like it. So respect all the other geeks and the various geek subgenres of what people like. Respect also goes to, yeah, you can run into a lot of these celebrities at different food establishments or bars and whatnot. Don't walk up to uh, Nichelle Nichols in the bathroom. Okay? Anyone else? Don't buy. I don't know. I'm going to say I, I, I have a Guns N' Roses story that happened in a bathroom, but I'll leave it at that. You keep your groupie stories to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you want a backstage pass? Let's not go there. Um, no, no, no. Maybe if they've already washed their hands and they've exited the bathroom, fine. But if you see someone like what, Jeremy Bullock... Whoever geek, whoever is your geek pinnacle, if they're using the bathroom, leave them alone. I would say, you know, in general, like if they're eating dinner, like listen, they're they've just had a full day of public. Yes. They probably just yes. want to eat their dinner. Yes. Like just be mindful. That's if you're a, that's sitting a at a point. table having conversation, maybe just hey, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just want to say such and such, and. If they've ended the conversation after that, just go. Don't try and force yourself into it. Be respectful. Right. And the, here's the last thing I want to say. Cosplay does not equal consent. That's true. Yes, there are many young women out there and men that whatever they're wearing, that's their thing. And maybe maybe it is suggestive to you. Maybe it is skimpy. Who cares? doesn't matter what they're wearing. Keep your hands to yourself. Cosplay, it's not consent. And that's that's all I got. Those are my tips. Cool. Looking forward to a great weekend. Come visit us. Michael will be posting the winner of the tickets tonight. Winners. And hopefully winners. Sorry, that's right. One, one, one per winner. Per two people, one ticket. Right. So he's going to be uh, picking. Well, not picking. He's going to be randomly choosing through our system here. Uh, who wins the tickets. So he'll be posting that tonight on our Twitter and Facebook feeds and he'll let me know and I will post it on Instagram. Yes. Uh, one quick thing, one bit of news. I want to make sure everybody understands that by the time this time happens next week, we'd have already seen the Mandalorian because that premieres on the 12th, which is a Tuesday and it starts, uh, I think, at 8 o'clock, I believe, next Tuesday, which means I will not, we will not be recording this podcast on Tuesdays. So I think Michael and I may have to find a new day. It might be Thursday nights, even though tonight we're recording on a Thursday. We may have to push that to always on Thursday. Um, it's going to be interesting because I'll be driving to TeslaCon next weekend. I'll be at a TeslaCon, which is in Madison, Wisconsin. So if any of you listen in Madison, Wisconsin, I will be there uh, in a different booth uh, with a company called Sweet Steam that makes chocolates. 
um, come by the booth there. But I will have the KyberCast uh, stuff in tow. We're going to do a couple remote podcasts with some steampunk cool people out there and have a couple interviews lined up uh, with some people. And I'll do some on-sites there as well. It'll be kind of like extra episodes if it's possible next weekend. But The Mandalorian starts next week, and I'm already geeked, and I'm ready to go for that. So that being said, anything else, Michael, on your... Uh, yes, I have one last... I've, I missed one tip. One tip. Okay. For those of you that are going the whole weekend of the con, if there's something you have to have and you can't live without it, obviously buy it. But if it's something you can wait on, buy it Sunday an hour or two before the con finishes, prices are going to drop like crazy because those vendors don't want to pack it up and bring it back home with them. So if there's something you're looking for a deal on, wait till Sunday if you're there all weekend. Just want to throw that out there. If they have the event, if they have the inventory. Yes. Yes. So sorry. Depending on I missed that part, but just want to throw that out there. And yes, Joe, have safe travel next week, but I will see you obviously Friday, Saturday, Sunday, as we are at the Grand Rapids Comic Con all weekend long. Awesome. It's going to be great. And you can, uh, just one more thing, if you could please, if you listen to this podcast, please share it with your friends. That's the best way we get this thing growing. And you can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and Podbean, and anywhere else you can find uh, podcasts and you can also find us in all our social media outlets at KyberCast from Instagram, Facebook and Twitter so please follow us if you can there and we really 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 hope we see you at our booth at Comic Con thank you everybody for listening we will see you tomorrow hopefully take care everyone what a piece of junk